You're listening to Mind Body Boss with Michelle Stevenette, episode 40, Fixing Other People. Welcome to Mind Body Boss. This is the podcast for people who know our minds and bodies are connected, they affect one another, and the more we learn how they operate, the more we get to be the boss of our life experience. I'm your host, Michelle Stevenette. Hello, friends. Welcome to the podcast. I have one little piece of information I want to just mention before the episode begins. I recently bought a new microphone that I am figuring out because I am working on creating video of my podcast that I can post on YouTube. So the reason I'm telling you this is because this episode you're about to listen to is not perfect with the sound and I'm totally aware of it and I'm working on fixing it for future episodes. But just wanted to mention that in case you notice some differences in sound. I'm totally aware of it and I'm working on fixing it. So that is all. I hope you enjoy this episode and have a lovely day. Well, hello, friends. Welcome. This is Michelle Stevenette. And today's kind of a unique day because this is the first time I'm recording a podcast and I'm videoing myself at the same time so I can publish this on to YouTube. So anyone that likes to watch YouTube can go and find me there. Or you, if you want to go and see my face as I talk, um, you can go check me out on YouTube. Um, doing this for a number of reasons, but like my daughter who's 18, she's like, mom, nobody listens to podcasts. You should totally be on YouTube. <laughs> um, and I'd been thinking about doing this for a long time prior to her suggestion <laughs> anyways. So anyways, this is going to go on YouTube. Uh, so that's kind of a fun new change. So today we're going to talk about how to fix other people or fixing other people. Wouldn't that be nice to just like all the people that are problematic for us, if we could just, you know, just fix them, right? It would be really good. Um, I've had Several moms come to me over the past year or so with concerns about their daughters. And I totally understand this because, you know, I'm a mom too. And of course, as parents, we want the best for our kids and we're concerned when things seem to be, you know, difficult or if they're struggling with something. And so I've had people come with a range of um, concerns, whether it's, you know, depression or whether it's just lack of confidence or, um, you know, just maybe a little lack of ambition or even, you know, I've had one mom say, my daughter's just angry a lot. And um, wouldn't it be nice if we could just fix them, right? Wouldn't that be good? Here's the thing. Of course, we want to support and help our children and others the best way we can. And when we have loved ones, we don't like to see them struggling and in pain or experiencing difficult things. So it's totally natural and understandable that we would want to support them. And sometimes we want to fix people because they're doing things that we don't agree with or things that we know are not supportive to them. And so in love and well-intendedness, we just want to, you know, help them out to change. And sometimes it's interpreted as criticism or this or that. So um, it can be a problem, right? This is something that I think we all face, whether we're parents or no matter what stage of life we're in. Um, what I'm going to share with you today applies to really any any relationships that you might have. And so I hope that you will find this um, helpful for you. Okay, so I want to share my own experience. This is a lesson that took me somewhere around five to 10 years to figure out and um, how to fix other people. Are you excited to hear my story? <laughs> okay, so once upon a time, I was a brand new mom with my first child. And 
someone shared a book with me that was so helpful. It was all about sleep and cycles and feeding schedules. And I desperately needed help with this topic. And I found lots of answers in this book. And so this new knowledge and understanding that I'd gained gave me the structure. It gave me some confidence as a new mom, kind of gave me some ownership of my time, which I desperately needed. And it also turned me a little bit into kind of a schedule dictator. And um, I felt really strongly about the importance of sleep and of proper naps for my developing little baby. And um, so this was always a priority for me. And as my family grew, I had another little child. Um, I continued to practice this. I'm like, I want my babies to get all the proper development and all this happens in their sleep. And so I was pretty good at like making sure that they got their naps, they got their bedtimes, and this was really important to me. Well, this was all well until my little babies started turning into these fun little people, and my husband would want them to stay up with him at night. (laughs) And we didn't really quite have the same perspective about bedtime. Um, He has memories growing up in his own family of drinking hot cocoa and eating toast and watching sitcoms late at night with his family. And he wanted to have these same kind of memories with his children, albeit these were toddlers at the time. And he sometimes worked a little bit later in the day. And by the time he got home, it was, in my opinion, time to put the kids to bed. And he's like, wait, I haven't seen them all day. Let them stay up. And then I would think, well, they're going to be grumpy tomorrow. And then I have to deal with their grumpiness. You're not here to handle grumpy toddlers (laughs) with me. So then that balls on me. And not only are they going to be grumpy, but they might be disadvantaged somehow developmentally because these are so important times for their sleep, right? So I was worried that their development was at stake. And so we were just just not quite seeing this um, from the same perspective. We didn't have the same opinions on this matter. And so naturally the kids would want to stay up with daddy, right? That's way more fun than having to go to bed, right? And so I was, I was vetoed basically. And I did talk to my husband privately about it and I would express my concerns and I would ask him to please support me in this. And this is really important. And he would, he would, you know, um, he would agree that it was probably a good idea um, to put the kids to bed and um, we would kind of decide together that we're going to change and put the kids to bed bed at a better time. And uh, this would last for maybe a few nights, but ultimately kind of the default remained the same. He didn't share my same thoughts and beliefs about bedtime and therefore he would just say like, oh, just let them stay up. Let's just, let's just stay up. And so I was the bad guy And they were, let's just stay up and be with daddy, right? So I started to feel really um, disrespected and really um, frustrated. And I felt um, kind of unloved and kind of unimportant. I was kind of angry. I felt totally victimized. I was the odd man out. They were all basically ganging up against mom, right? And so lots of negative emotion brewing in me. And it really felt horrible. And this was the case um, every night for, I'm going to say years. I'm going to say probably five to 10 years. I think I said that already. And it was a pattern that I seriously dreaded. And I felt totally stuck because my happiness and my ability to feel at peace around this was totally out of my control. It was totally um, on whether or not the kids and would go to bed and if their dad would be like on board with it, right? Totally out of my control, not good. So 
then something changed. Um, the circumstance was not what changed. This is what changed. One night I was walking down the hall and I could see into the family room on the couch, my husband and our two little kids snuggling up watching a show. And it kind of hit me in, in this moment that, um, and here I had been like brewing up those negative frustrated emotions again, as I did every night. And um, I, this is what hit me. I'm like, I'm the only one struggling. I'm the only one having a problem. I'm the one that's suffering. They're all just enjoying themselves. I'm the one that's suffering. Now, I could have taken this as more evidence of me being such a victim, but I kind of had this little light bulb moment of like, hold on, they're having a great time. And maybe they're developing just fine. They're actually doing well in school. Um, the their teachers have nice things to say about them and they're just having a good time over there is it possible that i could like enjoy this with them that felt like such like a flip for me because i really still valued their rest and the sleep and the bedtimes and so i didn't want to let that go that was still really important to me um but i all of a sudden realized that they were not thrusting frustration and disrespect on me they were just watching a show. I was creating that inside my own head because of the story and the thoughts that I was having. They didn't have the power to take disrespect and throw it into me or to take being unloved or, you know, frustrated and like throw it into me and then go watch their show. No, they were just watching a show. I'm the one that was creating the frustration and the disrespect. That was my own a creation of mine. <laughs> and so this is what happened. Um, my, my opinion of bedtime didn't change, nor did their actions of going to bed earlier change. None of that changed. But I decided that I could want that and at the same time not need it in order for me to access peace and contentment and happiness and enjoyment. This was a really big pill for me to swallow. Um, and it took some time. It was not an overnight change. I still had to kind of remind myself at night. It took a while. It took a while for me to be like, okay, hold on. Let's, we don't need to be frustrated and upset. That's not who I want my kids to think of me as. That's not who I want to be known as to my family. Um, I want to be known as a loving, caring mom. So I started to shift my thoughts and beliefs that maybe their development is working out just fine. Maybe these are great memories that they're creating with their dad. Maybe um, I could enjoy it with them. And maybe it'll be just fine. Maybe it's okay that they stayed up later than I thought they should. Maybe it, maybe I was wrong about that. Maybe they're really okay. And so I started to see how the peace and contentment and the feelings that I really wanted were actually in my control. Just like no one else can like thrust frustration or anything else negative inside of me, no one else can offer me or make me feel peace and contentment. But me, you guys, comes from the story and the thoughts and feelings that are going on in our own heads. Um, Okay, so now as the kids grew up and became teenagers, I still continued to be the one that would signal and suggest bedtime, be like, hey guys, it's starting to get late. Let's say a prayer. Let's, you know, you might want to might want to go to bed soon so you're not tired in the morning. Like I would still offer and suggest and I would be at peace with whether or not they took me up on my suggestion. 
And I would just know that they'll just, you know, experience the consequences of their choices like anyone else, right? Such a better way to live, you guys, when you can let go of kind of that resistance and opposition of other people's behavior and feel how we want to feel. Okay, so here we go. If you are feeling a little bit like a victim or like other people, someone has wronged you in some way, or maybe you're just really worried about the well-being of a child or a loved one in some way, like something might be wrong, here's what you do to fix them, right? Obviously, you know that we're not, we can't fix other people, right? We don't have that kind of power, but this is what we do have power. Our power comes from owning our feelings, which means that we learned, we we gained the understanding that our thoughts are what's generating those feelings, our thoughts, right? And then once we really can own it, even though that is a tough pill to swallow, when we can really own that those feelings are coming from us, not from anyone else, that is when we can decide or notice first, notice if if that's something we want to keep, if that is really serving us or not. And then we can choose to keep it or let it go or to find another option, different way to tell the story, right? So first of all, we need to know that our power comes from really owning our feelings, right? And sometimes we just need to feel those negative feelings and just allow it and be compassionate towards ourselves in those moments. Um, And this, you guys, is how we get to experience the things we want to experience. We experience our life the way that we're thinking about it. And so if we want the contentment or the happiness or the peace or the gratitude or anything else, no matter what is going on around us, we're the ones that get to create that if we choose to, right? Um, We can give ourselves that gift of choosing how we want to respond and experience our lives the way that we choose to think about our lives, right? Okay. We can want without needing something in order for us to feel how we want to feel. Okay, I will be back again next Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, would you mind sharing it with your friends and maybe even leave a review to help others find this podcast? That would just be terrific. For information about working with me, please visit my website, michellestevenet.com. That's michelle, S-T-E-V-E-N-E-T-T.com.